So I'm excited, probably going in as a biology major, and probably going to end up double majoring in journalism for a possible future in medicine. So. Wow. That's the first That's the first year high school for you. Those are some smart cookies over there. So with that being said, we got the, the cookie top down the way. Miss Bree, you have been busy already this summer. Georgia State, Georgia, Johns Creek today. But let's go back to about a week. At Georgia State Girls Team Camp. Look, really went down over there in Atlanta. I know you had a great post online. All these places you've been to have been posted online. But what did you really see over there? It really stood out to you. And so at Georgia State, I got a chance to see a couple really good players. I guess the one that really stood out to me was uh, Mountain Hughes, uh, right here in Lillian Kennedy. I really liked how she played on the uh, 
solid player. She's probably six one. Um, she's got some some offensive moves maybe because she's just so dominant, so much bigger than everybody else out there. She kind of had her way. Um, she's got to work on her timing a little bit. She um she got a couple fouls. You know they weren't really keeping track uh, at a team camp, but she had a few few uh sessions where there's just a little bit too much contact. But if she can get that timing down, I definitely saw her squat a few times down with no contact at all. So I, I think she's going to be a really good player. She gets some, some footwork in the, in the post. Um, the drop step is there. Um, and just, you know, keep working on that offensive footwork. I think she's a really good player. And then I saw a Hillsdale that's transfer coming in from Whitfield Academy was the all-region player, Lauren Van Arsdale. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, a point guard, what do you, you see from her? Uh, it looks like Hillgrove's only come back from the scrappy dog playing this game and getting out of pressure. I'm assuming that she can do all of those things. She absolutely can. I actually caught her um, playing against Rockfield County and I talked to her dad after the game. She actually wasn't feeling well that game and she still had an amazing game in the point guard position. She probably should have had 10 assists that game. Uh, just for the last her teammates' ability to finish at the rim sometimes, but she definitely was that grabby hillbrook guard that you speak of, along with Kiara York. They kind of had a command on the on the front court, so that was very encouraging. They were definitely getting after it. Her vision was just amazing. I can't, I can't, can't be enough on that. She definitely should have had a double double with a sister. Then looking at some South Georgia teams, Tiff County. Uh, just reading what she wrote here, 5'11 senior, A.C. Harrelson. What you see from her? Because I know up, up north there in Metro Atlanta, uh, it's kind of becoming, at least on the boys' side for sure, it's kind of, kind of being that, that boogeyman that you don't really want to respect. You say, oh man, we'll be on them when we see him late in the, the track, we never know. But they say, no cross on the boys' side, they just done the world as a, I would hate to see. 
thing, um, Westlake ended up beating Sandy Creek in the first game, 64-39. to and The second time I saw them play on Friday, they lost to ups and least somewhat sizably. But uh, one reason I'm really high on Westlake is I think two years removed from a state championship down in 5A in the old classification. And we both saw them speak last year at Film County Media Day. They have a very good coaching staff led by head coach Darren Rogers over there at Westlake, and they are some of the most active coaches I've ever seen. Win, lose, draw, they are very active, yelling, and those guys are very well coached, very well disciplined. So that's something I think Westlake has going for them. They have good chemistry, and they have a really good coaching to carry them the way. And the other team in that first matchup, Sandy Creek, I wasn't able to grab his name, but they have a number 20 uh, point guard who is really shifty. He's able to penetrate inside and even more defensively. Uh, active hands they were able to, in that man defense, disrupt the passing lanes and really play aggressively on the defense inside of the ball, force turnovers for Sandy Creek. The Sandy Creek, that's a, that's a good team with Coach John Michael Nickerson taking over there. Coach McKissick, John Michael Nickerson, of course, and Crab Tennessee State, a lot of Tennessee State, you have a pulse on the basketball court. Uh, that's still a work in progress with that, but maybe they will be revived and start recruiting the state of Georgia. It is a novel idea, but science, common sense is hard to come by and actually put it in play. But Sandy Creek still does have a lot of good players here at Johnson. Uh, and they were a little point guard. I've always been a, a very big fan of his. He's just a typical type guard that really does a lot of good things. Kitani defensively can really create in the lane, even though he's given up so much size. But Sandy Creek, they, they will be a, they'll still be a, a good team. That's still a team that's coming uh, up a nice little playoff run. Uh, There's still going to be a force to be reckoned with over there. In the next game, I saw Duluth take on South Cobb, and Duluth was a bit of a intriguing team I was able to see play. I saw them play twice also once in the second game and once in the sixth game. And the reason I called them intriguing was they really jumped down the throat of South Cobb. That game, Duluth versus South Cobb, was really up and down, fast-paced in transition. And Duluth just had the edge. They were more physical. They were faster. They were really aggressive to the ball, and they were able to finish through contact in the lane. That defense is really suffocating in the full-court press that they ran on South Cobb. They jumped out through an early 32-16 lead at the half and won that game easily. But then in the same breath, they took on Shiloh in the last game of the day on Friday that I was able to catch. And the Wolves just looked the opposite. They looked flat. They were down 45-21 to at the half and ended up losing 66-50. Uh, to So, you know, one game they came out really hot. And we hadn't really heard a lot about the Wolves last year talk about. I was really impressed after the first game I saw. But then they kind of surprised me with their showing that looked completely... Uh, Opposite what I saw in the first game against Shiloh, which a team who I also saw two times, but Kyle, any info on the Leafs? Uh, I think the Leafs is going to be a very good team next year. Adam Swagler, clean to the senior season. He's probably going to be with us as one of those top shooters in the entire state next year. I watched it. I don't remember having to look 7 threes or something like that. The Aceba record over at Post. The uh, Facebook Festival. I watched the Wiz blow by spray there, and he put in, I don't know, 42 points, 43 points, something like that. There was in a bad record. So he can definitely shoot the ball. It's just a free flow shot, jumped out of his hand, right with the Atlanta All Stars, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal 
South Cobb, that triangle that I was talking about. Um, South Cobb ended up beating Shiloh 44-37. Shiloh beat Duluth in that last game, and Duluth beat South Cobb. A little bit of triangle there. Everyone beat everyone. A bit perplexing to try to make sense of that. But Shiloh is another team I wanted to touch on. We had a few impressive guards out there that have been with the system for a while. who can shoot from the perimeter, drive inside, and they're a scrappy little team. They were up 19-12 over South Cobb at the half. And then they ended up falling 44 to 37 in what ended up being the closest game. Um, you know, and in the first game, just shows how variable things are. They went to combined one for eight from behind the arc trial did. And in the second game, where they ended up thrashing uh, Duluth 45 to 21 by the half. The three balls really falling. They were able to drive into the, and then drive and kick once they had the uh, paint, the defenders collapsed into the paint. touch on from the Friday pool of Georgia Tech basketball was uh, Upsilon Lee. The first time I caught them was a West Side versus Upsilon Lee, one of the matchups I was looking forward to most on the day. Upsilon Lee was up on West Side 22-15 and they ended up taking care of business 52-35 uh, on the night. And what that showed me was it's still a tie taking world over there and Upsilon Lee the defending 4A state champions. Ty Fagan really jumped out to an early lead and the offense really has to go through Fagan for um, absolutely to be able to score. Yeah, he's always going to be the number one option. 
Scott and there was another the one two combo in the backcourt where both nifty guards that could drive and shoot the three and they were very fast in transition, very fast in the line defense, aggressive to the ball, running the man defense. Something I like to see in absolutely. But Friday was not the only day of basketball at Georgia Tech. There was also Saturday and Sunday options. We both caught a little Saturday ball call. What did you see that set out here at Tech on Saturday? Thank you. 
And it's not slowing down. I think up on the horizon, there's a Clayton State team camp. It looks like Duluth's having a play day I might be at. What's on the horizon for you, Kyle? Coach Snipes and, and, and those of us talked about over there. 
Everybody for listening, and we have all great GHSA 